I'm I'm happily told uh, that you can actually see the block M on my lapel. Uh, Ann says she can see it on the monitor there. It's uh, I don't wear this very often. It's the American flag and the flag of University of Michigan with the block M on there. Meanwhile, we continue on Nurses Week uh, featuring Michigan medicine nurses, our partners. And uh, we salute all nurses this week. And they should be saluted every day, frankly. But there's other things going on, too. And Marie Osborne has uh, uh, picked up on a story. Since it is the graduation season, she says none can compare to one that took place Monday in Ionia, Michigan. This graduation was inside the walls of a prison. And some of the newly minted graduates will never see life outside of those walls. Our WJR senior news analyst, Marie Osborne, with the rest of the story. Marie? Good morning, Paul. This graduation took place at the Handlon Correctional Facility. The graduates, all wearing caps and gowns, were among three classes, 2020, 21, 22. 45 inmates receiving bachelor degrees. Another 31 received associate degrees. And this is a joint program between Calvin University and the Michigan Department of Corrections. It's a five-year program, and students take classes in philosophy and pastoral care. The degree is a B.A., in faith and community leadership, 20 new candidates are accepted into the program every year. And after graduation, those who are still behind bars will be sent to other Michigan prisons where they'll work with other inmates in a variety of programs. The cost of all this is about 800000 a year to run the program. At first, it was funded by private donors. In recent years, they've actually had uh, been able to get Pell Grants available to the prisoners to cover the tuition costs. Now, the program was modeled after a similar one at the Louisiana State Penitentiary. You may have heard of Angola Prison. They have a similar program there. And that prison saw a massive reduction in violence after a college degree program was established there in the early 1990s. Now, while Calvin is the first to have a bachelor's degree, uh, graduates in prison, other Michigan private and public universities are getting onto this and they're participating in similar programs, prison officials say this was the first bachelor's degree ceremony inside an active prison in history. Isn't that something? Amazing. That is amazing. That's a a gem of a little story that you uh, picked up there. And we've known for a long time, there's been national research that's shown that prisoners who get an education while incarcerated are less likely to be rearrested or convicted and returned to prison. That alone makes it uh, worth its weight in gold. Right. So the ones who, the prisoners who get their degrees and are able to, uh, they maybe fill, fulfill their uh, uh, prison sentence and go out into the world, they do better. But also the ones who have life in prison. I mean, they're there for the rest of That's their lives. That's a surprising one to me that they would even put in the effort. They know they're, ne- well... They believe, maybe they believe otherwise, but they're not supposed to see the light of day. These days, that may or may not really mean something. But to know that you're going to be in prison the rest of your life and still seeing the value in education really is saying something. It is. And I think it's um, reading some of the accounts of what happened on Monday that uh, talking to some of the prisoners, them saying that it was a sense of accomplishment 
for themselves. Many said no one in their family has ever been to college, much less graduated from college. And that this this was something they accomplished. Maybe if you could imagine this, the first thing they ever accomplished in their life. Something the positive. The very first yeah, thing that they've yeah. ever accomplished. And they did it. They did it on their own. Well, it's... But, Go ahead. I was just going to say big kudos to Calvin College, yeah, Calvin big, University. Big by the kudos, way. and uh, and um, I forgot what I was going to say, but it, it's an accomplishment. Um, it's something good that they're doing, and that they get credit for. When you say they haven't had other accomplishments, um, it changes the atmosphere in a prison, which is extremely important. I mean, prisons have been just prisons for a long time. They have not really worked to rehabilitate people, which is why we've kind of had a uh, a revolving door. People go, they get out, they come back. Uh, they haven't learned anything better along the way. If this is teaching them something better, that's good. I hope they wear caps and gowns and stuff, do they, the whole oh, thing. They wore the whole, the, uh, wearing caps and gowns. They took pictures with the university oh, president. I mean, fun. the whole nine years. And by the way, they got the, you know, the folder, the little uh, leatherette folder with their degree inside, with their name on it and everything. So they you oh. know, they could open it and look at it. I mean, we all, nice. you know, we look at that and we think back to our college days and think that was an accomplishment. Absolutely. Uh, that, that's, I was going to say, I, I still look at mine with pride every day, except I don't know where mine, <laughs> where mine is. <laughs> it was a long time ago and we've moved and we've had floods and all of that. Since you're uh, thinking about graduations, I would point out something, uh, Sean and I talked about earlier, Marie Osborne, and that is, uh, we watched at the end of ABC news last, I watch them all. I tape them and I watch them all. The end of ABC news, you know, young Elizabeth Bonker from Rollins College in Winter Park, Florida. She was the valedictorian and commencement speaker. She is a non-communicative, non-speaking, I should say, autistic person. And so she had to, in advance, type out one letter at a time on a machine that would give her voice. And she did her whole speech ahead of time and then played that tape and just stood there I mean, I first watched it, you know, I watched the news kind of, and, and her lips aren't moving, and I'm hearing her talk, and I, then I rewound it and tuned back into what was happening. Very touching, if you can find that on ABC News uh, on their website. Yeah. Last story last night. Greatness comes in all forms, right? It does indeed. It merely needs an opportunity. To shine. Yep. Yep. Thank you, Riri. Marie Thank you. Osborne, WJR Senior News Analyst. I hope we have time to discuss what you, Anne, and I were discussing earlier. I don't think there will be enough time. <laughs> it, it's apparently a, a problem that I am not facing alone. I was, I was starting to <laughs> say something, and Anne just kind of cut me off and, and finished. And I said, wait a minute, I'm not I didn't even ask the question. Oh, oh, look at how she's treating me now. And Marie said, oh, I know, John says that all the time. He says I don't let him actually ask the question. He starts to ask, and I answer it. And we go, well, that's the same thing you guys have yelled at the husbands for doing, not listening and, and answering before you're done with your question. It doesn't make it better or right if you make the same mistake we make. Uh, this is true. This is true. However, I mean, we're just, you guys are so predictable. That's the problem. Well, maybe you guys are too. I don't think so. Okay. Women are I could have predicted. I could have predicted that answer. <laughs> Seven to f- 745 at WJR.